the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. having a great Thursday. I am because I've been hanging out with my date all day today. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a radio program dedicated to taking your phone calls so that we can answer any Bible questions or any questions about our faith, what we believe and why, um, anything that's on your heart and mind. (coughs) Excuse me. I should just let you talk because I started coughing all of a sudden. I would have, but you know I didn't want to be rude this time and interrupt you this time, so I just let you go. Well, in case you don't know, that's Paula, and this is the date day edition of the program. Uh, Our phone number for your live calls is three four zero ninety five eighty five. That's three four zero ninety five eighty five. You can also call us toll free at eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. That's six three zero five seven five seven. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use the free Calvary Chapel mobile app. You can also call um, safely, most safely, while you're driving your car by using the free KSLR mobile app. Uh, we'd love to have your live calls and questions on this date day edition. I am privileged to have the most beautiful girl in Texas sitting right here with me today. Paula, welcome to the show again. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. You can say that every day, all day, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be mad. Well, we're two days from Joy of Jesus. I know. I, I'm excited. We got our new T-shirts last night. They're a beautiful blue. The decoration or the design on them, I love. And so I'm hopeful that the weather will be sort of like today. The same, a little cooler. I'll be all right. Just not too cold because we don't want to wear sweatshirts and stuff to cover up our shirts. So we're, we're good. Okay, well, let's talk about Joy of Jesus um, as we begin. But just before we start that, let's take a phone call. We just had a caller call in on line one. Jordan, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. Hello, Jordan. Jordan, are you there? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jordan. Thanks for calling. Hey, so my question is is that my brother has called in... um, and I wanted to know about what you think about marijuana as far as using it, um, not medically. Like my wife, she uses it to deal with pain, and I know there's scriptures that say, you know, you're the Lord's temple, so don't use things that hurt your body. But you can have like a glass of wine, and that's not a sin. And I was wondering, you know, well, if you're not getting high out of your mind, you know, where do you think marijuana would be a sin as far as using it, using it for your pleasure or using it for medical reasons? I get asked this question a lot, especially with the um, rampant legalization of marijuana in, in lots and lots of places. It will eventually be legal everywhere because states don't want to miss out on the revenue potential of, of legalizing marijuana. Um, but it's always a sin, and let me explain why. You can have a glass of wine, you can have a beer, 
um, and and you you have no uh, mental impairment. You're not high. Um, obviously, drinking too much is a sin because you lose control of of your mental faculties. But the whole point with marijuana is that when you partake of marijuana, you're instantly high. Uh, you're instantly being controlled by something else. And I understand all of the rationalizations, everything I've heard from it's an herb, God made it, to, well, it's no worse than alcohol. But it is because we're not to be brought under the control of anything. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And Paul says for him, and, and by extension for us, that we're not to be under the control of anything. And the minute we are 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 high even a little bit it's not being high out of your mind it's just the minute we're influenced uh, in our brain we're doing two things one uh, because we're knowingly and willfully violating the word of god we're also opening up a door um, for an enemy to get a foothold for an enemy to destroy us um, um, the same thing would be true for example with hypnosis anything that controls you to any degree uh, would be considered a sin in scripture um, Paul says that we're to be sober, and when we start using marijuana, we're not sober. Um, um, you know, uh, Jordan, I've been, I've, I've smoked marijuana one time in my whole life. It was in college, uh, and, you know, I wanted to be cool. I wanted to do what everybody else was, and, and I just thought, you know, I'll take a little tiny puff. I won't, I won't uh, inhale or anything else. And um, something happened. Um, I, I coughed or something, and I got uh, I, I inhaled a, a bunch of it. The, the first time I ever did it, and instantly, instantly, I knew that I wasn't in control. I wanted the feeling to stop so desperately, and so I never did it again. Not even not even pretending to do it. Uh, and I wasn't saved then. So if I knew then, as an unbeliever, that that first time I had marijuana, uh, it, it affected me mentally. Uh, how much more now as a believer, knowing that my mind belongs to Jesus Christ, we're to have the mind of Christ, we're told repeatedly in the New Testament, uh, how much more should we then be willing to um, sacrifice to the Lord? Now, I, I don't know you and your wife, so so obviously this isn't at all personal, but uh, if Paula decided that she wanted to smoke marijuana um, for for some modicum of pain relief, or if she wanted to smoke it just to take the edge off occasionally, uh, as the head of the household, I couldn't permit her to do that. Uh, that would be giving our household over to an enemy who wants to destroy us. So I think what we've got to do is have a sober attitude towards marijuana and not be so easily influenced by this world and the onslaught of publicity that now marijuana is not a big deal. I was reading uh, the news story yesterday where the former commissioner of the NBA said that he, ought to, he thinks that, that marijuana use ought to be taken out of the collective bargaining agreement. Because after all, we know that marijuana is not a gateway drug. We know that marijuana isn't addictive. So it's not that big a deal anymore. It's a very, very, very big deal. And as Christians, it's just something that we should be as far from as we possibly can. And to open that door uh, is opening the door not only to more sin. It is a gateway drug to sin for sure. Uh, but we're also opening the door uh, to demonic uh, attack, demonic influence, uh, while we can't be possessed as Christians by demons, uh, we can be influenced and harassed by demons. And when we give them that opportunity, and we, we do the same thing if we drink too much, um, it, it's easy to rationalize it. Well, everybody gets a little high, a little drunk sometimes. But as Christians, that's not what we're supposed to do. So I, I feel very strongly about that, as you can tell, Jordan. I hope that helps. Does that help? Um, yeah, I have one more thing just kind of to throw in there is, is I do smoke, um, I would say, on a daily basis, and when I do it, I don't abuse it. I take, like, a hit or two, and then that's it, and I'm still in complete control of my mind. I've always been able to have complete cognitive conversations, and the same thing happens, you know, I'll have a glass of wine. I'll have a glass of wine. I'll still be in complete control. I'll be able to have cognitive conversations with people, and, you know, I'm able to do, you know, everything that I would do normally. Um, I think personally, Christian? the uh, sir. I said, so you're not a born again sir? Christian. I, mean, I asked well, the question: I Are you Christian. not? I have been. I am a Christian. I have been baptized. It's just my view on it, as okay. I would put it, on the same level as um, 
alcohol yeah. as far but, as but you know, if, yeah if, if, listen to me very carefully because your view your view doesn't matter and and baptism sure. doesn't save you uh, being born again means surrendering your will to the will of God and as a Christian and you just heard me spend five minutes on this as a Christian you don't have the right to do that which Jesus says not to do and um, you can rationalize it any way you want you can think you're in control but here's the thing if you're using it daily you can't stop using it you may kid yourself and say that I can but I just don't want to or I don't think I should have to but it already has control over you and these are very important matters if you're a Christian Jordan you have to agree with Jesus that's that's the basic element of being born again and it means very simply that you don't have a right to your perspective on things as Christians. The only perspective we're to have is his, is Jesus's perspective. So it's very important that you deal with this. And I promise you, I promise you, especially after this phone call, if you will, will really spend some time in the Bible, you'll spend some time mm-hmm. seeking the Lord on this issue. The Holy Spirit's going to let you know that this is something that you can't do. Again, I know people make the same arguments for having sex. People make the same arguments for drinking. I understand all of that. But remember, our view has no validity. The only view that should matter to a born-again Christian is the one that Jesus has. So you you can rationalize it any way you want, but uh, if you're using every day, you are already under the control of something, and the Bible has been couldn't be any more clear about that. I would ask you, Jordan, if you'd do me a favor, if you would just spend a, a day in the Word, spend a day praying, seeking the Lord on this, saying, God, I want what you want, not what I want. Show me what's right. I promise you, He'll speak to your heart, and then maybe you can give me a phone call later and we can talk about it some more, okay? Yeah, thanks so much. I really appreciate oh. your advice and have okay, an open Jordan. mind about this, and uh, I'll keep studying. Thank you, Jordan. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Paul is looking at me. She knows that this breaks my heart because this is a conversation that I've had uh, a hundred times um, at least yeah. over the years. Uh, and you know, as Christians, we we want Paula to do what we want to do, and we want to convince ourselves that God's okay with it because I can control this. It's not there's not any negative effect. But anything you can't stop doing has you owns you and and this is just something that as christians we've got to decide that we have no right to our own opinions yeah well i don't want to i don't want to uh, even go any further with that conversation because um yeah it's not good for me so okay so joy jesus we were getting ready to talk about well you know this year there's not going to be a statue in the park pointing up <laughs> and you know uh, silly me you know it's Travis Park I'm thinking it's Colonel Travis but oh well it, I, it I think most of us who were not <laughs> born in San Antonio mm-hmm. thought that very same thing yeah well it's not but anyway the statue is gone at a very high price to our city but you know oh well we spend our money where we spend our money uh, yeah whatever but this year at the park, again, there will be hundreds of Christians all pointing to Jesus who wants to um, offer salvation, freedom, freedom, joy, and, and peace. Um, and I pray that many, many people um, will hear that Jesus is calling, knocking at the door of their hearts and their minds, saying, I have a much better life for you than, than you're living now. And um, so... I'm excited. You know, Paula, we liked that statue. Uh, we didn't even know what it was. I know, huh? But we liked it because right in the middle of the park, the statue of what we thought was Colonel, Turbot, Colonel Travis mm-hmm. was, was had one finger pointing in the air. Yeah. And we always used to say, Colonel <laughs> Travis is pointing one way. He's pointing to Jesus. <laughs> and I thought, well, see, we didn't even know he was a Christian. Yeah. Well. Turns out it was a Confederate soldier remembering mm-hmm. the Confederate dead. And I understand uh, the arguments on both sides. But uh, I, I can promise you this year, there for the first time, um, his absent finger won't bother us a bit no, be, because there's going to be uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Christians pointing to Jesus mm-hmm. all day long. All day long. I'm, I'm excited. And then here, these are my, my in-the-night notes for anybody in the audience who, who's been listening for any length of time. You know, I have my in-the-night notes in for you that are 
that are new to the radio listening audience, on Thursdays it's date day, but I'm the kind of the one responsible for what we're going to talk about. So I pray, and in the night I keep my pen and paper by the bed, and so during the night the Lord kind of wakes me up and says, write this down. So here's my next one written down. It says, the army looks for a few good men, dot, 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 and I have dot, dot, dot on my paper. But Jesus, is it the army, the Marines? The Marines, my fault. The Marines look for a few good men, but Jesus came to seek and save the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and the confused. Now, Scripture doesn't say that. It just says the lost, and that's Luke 19.10. But the all-encompassing is John 3.16. For God so loved the world, and in the world, the whole world, we're lost, we're hurting, we're hungry, the broken, we're needy, and we're like our last caller, sorry, confused. And so John three sixteen, the Lord came to save us from ourselves and our attitudes and our beliefs um, that are opposing him to offer salvation first, freedom, peace, and joy. And on every single shirt tomorrow, it's joy of Jesus. I mean, it's Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. On um, every single shirt on the front is joy of Jesus and the date and stuff like that. But on the back is joy for everyone. And, you know, he wants us to have joy. No condemnation, no doubt about what's the right thing or the wrong thing. Um, and when you know what he expects and you you live aiming for perfection, not that we will ever attain that, but living, aiming for perfection, there is a joy um, that that just comes from walking in obedience. And so um, I, I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Just very quickly, that's Saturday at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. uh, until 3 o'clock mm-hmm. at Travis Park, downtown San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to have you out there. There's going to be, throughout the course of the day, thousands of people that will be in and out of the park. We'll be giving away free food. Um, giving away certainly uh, free clothing that we do every year, enough clothing to stock a small store. Um, we we will be giving free haircuts, free makeovers, free manicures. Uh, even we have a massage uh, tent set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, our medical staff, Malta Medical, will be there so that not only the homeless but anybody else who's there uh, can kind of have a um, check out, be checked out. We we see a lot of people, especially from the homeless community, that uh, that that have obvious physical issues mm-hmm. and we can take them over and um seems like every year we have somebody that we take immediately to the hospital you know or mm-hmm. call an ambulance yeah. um but just there's so much going on we'll be giving away bibles we'll be giving away um, bicycles um, bicycles mm-hmm. uh, you, you know paul i don't know if you noticed that in the uh, oh, i know you did now because i said it if this past sunday we showed a video of last year's joy of Jesus, mm-hmm. and one of the little boys, probably eight, nine, ten years old, yeah. in that area, um, the, the the camera was on him as he was getting his bicycle, and he had listened closely. But he said, "This is my dream," mm-hmm. and I just thought, "Oh, that makes it worth it." I think this year we probably got fifty bikes, um, mm-hmm. something close to that, mm-hmm. uh, to give away. A lot of them new, uh, a lot of them refurbished, and and uh, nearly new so um we, we uh, bicycles to the homeless population are like cadillacs you know they mm-hmm. that makes them mobile they're not stuck in one place um but all kinds of things going on uh, in addition this year our jocelyn is going to be doing a concert Michi uh, and uh, nelly and i think she goes on a little after one o'clock mm-hmm. and uh, michelle and, and nelly will be uh, doing their recording mm-hmm. artists as mm-hmm. well hip-hop artists and and uh, he's our youth pastor mm-hmm. um um, they're they're going to be performing uh, to open up for Jocelyn, but there's just so much going on. Um, our kids will be dancing. Um, you'll be dancing with the kids, won't you, Paul? I'll be dancing with the kids. And you know what else? There's a new ministry that we started a little late. We'll be uh, a lot better prepared for next year. Um, but uh, angel covers were uh, the church just really rallied around and ramped up, um, though it was a little late in the year, <clears throat> but. Angel covers where they just brought in the plastic bags from Walmart, H-E-B, uh, Best Buy, all these places. And we we cut them up in strips and made like yarn and made, they call angel covers, but they're, they're mats that people can 
lay on wet grass or hard cement, and it kind of cushions them and it protects them from the rain. And well, well, I was even making a couple of them. You know, after they get so big, they will keep you warm as well <laughs> in the winter. So there's just I don't know. There's not that many of them to give away, but the people who receive them, uh, I'm sure they will receive them with the heart that Jesus intends. That's one of the best things about Joy of Jesus for me is um, every year we added something. Mm-hmm. And they're just ideas that people have. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think we can do this. Mm. Uh, reading glasses and... Mm-hmm. The and sewing ministry. The sewing ministry. You know, a lot of the, the, the homeless, uh, their clothing is torn and falling off, literally. And we've got uh, ladies who like to sew. We've got a, a ministry called Whosoever here. And... Um, They'll 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 repair their clothes and sew them together mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. while they're in the park, uh, and all of these ideas come from the people in the body. Yeah. Um, so we we I think there's 35 or so ministries that we're going to have out there mm-hmm. uh, this particular weekend. Uh, it's just an amazing thing to watch hundreds and hundreds of people with the heart of Christ um, really ministering to the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needing, the confused. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to minister to some who are. Well, they're not broken, or at least they don't think they are. But when they hear about Jesus, the Holy Spirit's going to be there. And they're going to realize that they need to be rescued from their sin. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the afternoon, we always give an invitation, and uh, lots and lots of people come forward, and from that point, they belong to Jesus. They're his problem, not ours. And um, we we just love doing it. It's one of the best days of the year here mm-hmm. at Calvary Chapel. I remember a story with the with the uh, greeting glass ministry last year. Like the little boy, when he got his bike, he said, this is my dream. Well, there was a man last year who received some glasses, and he says, I can see. I can see. And the, the people heading up the reading uh, glass ministry, they just were weeping, you know, just who, who thought of this and yeah, it was just—it's just a really cool time. Yeah. yeah, I mentioned this on the air yesterday, but I like the the, the haircutting ministry. Oh, I know the most just because you actually see people transform mm-hmm. physically and spiritually mm-hmm. at the same time. <laughs> uh, and this year, uh, Paul, we've got a bunch of people who are going to help uh, from a school of, of uh, cosmetology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the name of the school? Aveda. Aveda, mm-hmm. uh, and they're coming and help. So this will be the first year we don't have these really huge long lines at the haircutting place. Mm-hmm. And it's always neat because the people stand there so dutifully and so mm-hmm. uh, obediently, you know, mm-hmm. they're just they're so anxious to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we're going to be able to do a lot more uh, heads of hair and a lot more um, manicures mm-hmm. and a lot and more makeovers, makeovers. Yeah. so it's a neat yeah. thing. I love it because I go up to them sometimes and I'll say, ooh, <laughs> let me take a picture of you, you know? I like to do the before and the after. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I come back, I'm like, are you the same person? Man, you <laughs> clean up really well. <laughs> it's fun to encourage them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our <laughs> forecast, Paula, is 7 o'clock, 42 degrees. Well, you won't see me at, 40, at 7 o'clock. <laughs> Noon, it will be 59 degrees. Oh, yeah. um, uh, well, well, I'm shooting for 2 o'clock. What, what's, <laughs> can you find me the 2 o'clock forecast? <laughs> Let's pray, huh? You know, come on, Lord. You know I need it to be warm. You know, every year, because this is the last Saturday of October every mm. year, we're always just facing that first cold front. Yeah. So my prayer has been, Jesus, cut that cold front off at the knees yeah. before it gets here yeah. for Saturday morning. Yeah. And um, and we'll, we'll just see what the Lord does. Yeah. But yeah. And then Rudy Perez and his group, I love those guys. That is a hard working, and sometimes when it's really hot because of the grills, you know, the smoke is going everywhere on them, and they just love it and pursue and just, yeah, it's just the best Saturday of the year. Yeah, this year because we we expect a lot more people. We've had to double up on food and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the porta potties, we got to double mm-hmm. up on the porta potties oh, yeah. down there. So uh, it, it's just really good day. That's Travis Park. Uh, this coming Saturday, October the 28th, we start at 11 o'clock. Uh, if you in the listening audience uh, come, I'd love to meet you face-to-face, Put, uh, give you a hug. Um, just ask anybody wearing a blue shirt with joy on the back of it. Their name is not joy. That's what we have and what we share. Mm-hmm. Uh, just They'll find me, and we'd love to be able to do that. Okay. Did you want to ask me a question? 
because I'm ready. What's your I favorite? Wrote it down. Okay, what's your favorite part? <laughs> it was my favorite thing. It's when when a cold heart is melted, and all these ministries that we've listed, you know, even as you give out the bikes, the, the people will say, you know, God bless you with this bike. It's not from us. It's God blessed you with this bike. Um, as Pastor Juan, when he made the announcement on on Sunday, you know, um, God is giving you this haircut. You know, you're you're being touched by Jesus as you get your face made over you know you're getting pampered by jesus as you get your manicure you know you're getting soothed by jesus as you get a back massage oh soothe me jesus (laughs) 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 you're 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 being fed by jesus you know there'll be lots of waters out there you know he's he's supplying your thirst with this water jesus is doing all of these things we have a coffee ministry for those coffee ministry yeah um, people will be praying for others, you know, and, and the sweetest, neatest thing is we don't just go out there to be the ones, oh, you poor people here. You know, we all understand. In fact, our lead guitar player used to live in that park. And so we all realize we're just sinners who Jesus came and touched as well. Yeah, you know, Paul, I told the church on Sunday, I said, we showed the video and, and, mm-hmm. and Ken was one of the people interviewed. Mm-hmm. I said, you never know what you're going to find at Dre Jesus. Fifteen years ago, we found Lee Guitar Player yeah. and he and his wife, Nancy, have been serving faithfully all yeah. this time. See, that's all. Yeah. People say, what do you get out of it? We're, we just get to be with Jesus and he does some neat things. Yeah. Hey, we're at the end of the first half hour of the program. We'd love your live calls. If you've got anything, ladies, for Paula, 340-9585, 340-9585. We'll be back in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the date day edition of the program 340-9585 for your live calls and questions ladies once more it's a day that we've set aside especially for you obviously we'll take any phone calls and questions but this is a day that um, the Lord told us, let's just give women a chance to talk and and uh, share their heart with Paula. So if you want to do that, 340-9585. Paula, along that line, I have a question that was sent in specifically for you from Danielle. And the question is, Paula, my fiancé is called to be a pastor, and it scares me. Uh, what is it like being a pastor's wife? It is thrilling. Yeah, but I understand your fear because, um, <laughs> uh, you know, when they, these guys are called to be pastors, there's just their passion for the Lord and their knowledge is deep. And, you know, the responsibility of caring for other people is just uh, not a burden, but a heavy um, concern on their hearts. And, and you think, oh, man, can I even keep up with that? You know, or what is, what's expected of me? Do I have to be... Um, do I have to play the piano? Do I have to be women's ministry leader? Do I have to be in charge of the children? Do I have to go to church every single time the door is open? And you know, do I have to be as smart or know as much as him? And all of those factors come in. Do I have to be different now that I'm the pastor's wife, or can I just be who I've always been and just I'm in love with Jesus? So, um, the answer to all that question, all those questions or concerns, is. Just be with Jesus and be who you are. Paula, yeah. tell, tell the, the story quickly about Emily, who, who scared you to death before we left California to oh, come to Texas. Oh, my goodness, because, you know, I'm kind of funny, and I, I, I like shorts and flip-flops, and um, she said, uh, you know, uh, you're going to have to start wearing dresses, and don't you have any gloves or in your hair? You, you, you know, because my hair is spiky. And so, you know, you're going to have to wear dresses and maybe change your hairstyle and don't you play the piano with some kind of instrument or something i was like oh no what (laughs) oh my so yeah no don't don't let anybody scare you the the best thing ron ever said to me is paula calm down you're just my wife just be my wife you don't have to 
live up to anybody else's expectations. And then if God wants you to do something, he'll let you know what that is. And so that was very freeing for me. But, you know, it's a life. We were talking about this this morning. Um, It's a life that's just so full of meaning and purpose. I mean, I'm on the radio. Now, I didn't ask to be on this radio. If Um, If I told you you'd be on the radio answering questions before we ever came to Texas, what would you have said? You are out of your mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way, no way. Um, but yet, here we are, because the Lord is the one who takes over, and um, he'll just do wonderful things um, in and through you. Um, just You can help your husband pastor, because a lot of times, especially when you just start the church, it's just maybe the two of you, and you feel like you guys have got to do everything, you know. You've got to have... Um, all these ministries already in place and who's going to do all the work and clean the church, set it up or whatever if you were in a transition kind of thing like we continue to be <laughs> after 20-something years. Um, no, no, no. The the Lord has called him to be the pastor and you to be his wife. And the best thing your church needs is to see that you and he are one. Um, and that, for me, I am to be at every service uh, when Ron is teaching. So, like we have three services on Sunday morning. If I just came to one service, um, the other two services, they don't really get to relate with me and and I with them. Um, So it's very important that you sit in on in church when your husband's teaching until somebody comes along who is uh, Christian, of course, and desiring to do child care. Uh, you just let the people know who bring children. Hey, you guys take turns caring for your children, your children. I need to be in the sanctuary listening to my husband. Yeah, Paul, I'm glad you brought that up because this is something that I've said to a lot of pastors and they just don't listen. Uh, we've planted 26 churches and in, in our out of this church and and they just don't listen. Um, they, they put so much pressure on themselves to be all things to all people. And we may not have done a lot right when we got started. But one of the things that that we did right here is that we didn't do anything that we didn't have people called to do. Um, Just because you were my wife, you weren't the children's ministry leader uh, or you weren't the nursery leader. Um, You helped me clean and set up the the places that we were renting or the place had been given to us. I was so comfortable with that. uh, But um, um, it's more important than than I can adequately communicate that the people who come to your church see a husband and wife connected at the hip serving together. And, and serving together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wanted people to see you at every service, um, uh, not because I, I was punishing you, you got to come and hear me teach three times, um, but, but every service is filled with different people with different needs. And if you come to first service, the people in second and third don't get to know you. They don't get to, to be encouraged. And, and I told you the same thing that I tell all of the pastors here. It's our job to be here when the people are here. Mm-hmm. And... and um, um, I want them to see you sitting in the front row. Um, I want them to see you being available to everybody and loving on the people. So, Danielle, all of this to say, if if your husband is or your fiancé is called to be a pastor, and this is the man that God has brought into your life, it means necessarily that you're called mm-hmm. to be the pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. Be who you are. Love the Lord. Um, have no expectations. Uh, you and your husband will be servants of God, thus you will be servants of his people. That's what Jesus came to do, not to be served, but rather to serve. And we're his underservers, and and that's that's what we do. Yeah, and, and one more thing. Live in your gifting. Don't try to make yourself something else. Ask the Lord, what does he want you to do, and how has he gifted you to do that? You know, Paula, when, when we started with the women's ministry, you weren't the teacher. Uh, no, I wasn't. You weren't equipped. You weren't prepared at that point. You were you were happy with that. I was good. Uh, but at the same time, because of your faithfulness and, and because you've allowed the Lord to, to grow with you, um, uh, now you not only hear the women's ministries, you're a Bible teacher, you travel all over the country and some places all over the world uh, to share with women. Uh, and uh, God did all that. You didn't do it. So 
the point is, sometimes we, we start proportionate, Roman says, with the faith we've been given. Uh, and then as we are obedient, God increases that measure of faith mm-hmm. and pours out more and more of his, uh, his gifts upon us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you find yourself doing things that are so rich, but you never would have dreamed that you could have done those things. Mm-hmm. Danielle, it's a good, good thing mm-hmm. what you've been called to do. I don't know where you go to church, Danielle, but here um, every other week, most of the year, in November and December, we just have, we'll just have one, but we have what uh, Ron has is a pastor's discipleship class. And uh, I, I'm certain that if you and your fiance would want to come and sit in, introduce yourselves, um, that you would be more than welcome. You can sit and find out a little bit more how this all works. Paula, our dear friend Tanya from San Leandro Uh is on the line. Tanya, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, I love you guys so much. I'm I'm so glad I've never had a chance to call on a Thursday. I'm always a little behind, but I um, submitted a question anonymously, uh, but because I have a friend that is, I I just found out in the time I submitted it, in the time that she's on the, she's listening. Um, So I don't want to obviously name the individual, but um, she is going through a a bad. in her marriage. Uh, I believe uh, her husband is saved. I, 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 I'm not too sure. I mean, I, she says that he is, but when I hear this, and I, I don't want this to be any type of gossip or anything, but I'm trying to be uh, uplifting um, in the sense that, you know, they are recovering from infidelity, as many people have experienced that, unfortunately, in the church. And so um, one of the things that is uh, disturbing their marriage is uh the husband's desire to still be independent in the sense that she has recommended that they join their social media accounts. And he was telling her, um, well, you're trying to take away, she told her she was trying to take away his individuality um, and that his privacy. And, and, you know, I don't always seem like the nag saying, hey, you know, well, really the Bible tells us that, you know, you guys are one flesh. And, um, you know, I'm shared with her anything I've experienced and, and try to be uh, um, uplifting as best I can using the Word of God. And, and um, I feel bad. You know, my heart mm-hmm. is certainly uh, broken for her um, because it is devastating. And, and, and I, I want to be an encouragement. So, um, Mama Paula, if you could speak about uh, if there's something else that I'm missing I could share. I mean, I'm, I'm sharing the scriptures and then... I don't really know him as well, so thinking maybe my husband could talk to him, or just Pastor Ron, if you could speak about that, and just just the understanding that they're they're not two independent beings; they are one, and and the violation of trust has really put them um, at odds. And she's trying to be the peacemaker, trying to keep their family with their children together. There's uh, children involved, and and really fighting. And it seems his attitude is a little bit flippant. Uh, you know, it happened, it's over, get over it. Uh, you know, he, he's told her, when are you going to get over this? Um, and I try to encourage her, letting her know that God's with her every second of the day, that he is your husband when things aren't uh, going as mm. as well as it should be. And so just, I'll take your answer off the air. I just, I know okay, she's listening. Thank you, Tanya. So, thank um, you, Pastor Tanya. Ron, anything, Mama Paula, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I love y'all. Thank you, Tanya. And we, we will mm-hmm. be praying for her and for her family. Paul, I'm going to say one thing, and then you can answer Tanya's question before I, I deal directly with the, with the male side of this equation. Um, um, the, 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 the heart of a man who says, get over it, Mm-mm. after he's violated um, a, a marriage covenant, um, forsaking all others in some fashion or form as in all of the vows, um, uh, that's a man unwilling to deal with the consequences of his behavior. And that's not the heart of a man who's born again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that people go to church, the fact that they say they're a Christian because they were raised as a Christian, mm-hmm. uh, means nothing. Um, we are identified by what we do as opposed to what we say. And um, um, Tanya, for your friend, this is... Uh, a, a moment uh, at marriage when the husband and wife become one, not two. There's no individual wills. There's no uh, place for privacy. There's no place for secrets. You can't keep a secret from yourself. Mm-hmm. So if the husband and wife become one, it, keeping a secret is uh, holding a little part of your life back from, from your spouse is, is not just uh, sin, 
but it's antithetical to what the Bible teaches. And and if if a heart wants to do those things, that's a heart uh, that doesn't belong to Jesus, uh, regardless of what he might say. So um, um, pray for his salvation. Um, if he said in counseling with me, well, when's she going to get over it? I would say, never. When are you going to man up and accept the responsibility for the pain that you've caused? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a man that needs Jesus. Now, um, Paula, we know that marriages can be restored and in many cases stronger than ever mm-hmm. after the tragedy of, of infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard work. There's a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the person who is the perpetrator of the sin of the infidelity needs to understand just how grievous his sin is against the woman he told God he was going to value above all others. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand in some of these cases why well, anyway, that's my flesh talking, so sorry. Um if the to the to your friend, if the Lord has told her to stay, um then that's what she's to do and she's to do it trusting God. Um because in First Peter 3, it says, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. So she can, she can just be quiet. This is unacceptable behavior, um, but she can't not make him do the right thing. She can't make him do the right thing. You see, First Peter 3, Paula, that, that passage presumes that, an unbeliever. That he's an unbeliever. And yes. he's acting that, that, like an unbeliever, so that's what we have to do. We have to treat him as though he is an unbeliever no matter what he says. And because he has chosen to be separate from his wife in not just one area of his life, but in seems like every area of his life he wants his own independence when the lord says um how can two walk together unless they agree to Uh, you are no longer like you said tanya uh you're no longer two but one and ephesians says that we are to submit one to the other out of reverence for christ he doesn't have reverence for christ he has reverence for himself and so for her if the lord has told her to stay um and she she can pray because um the Lord wants to use her. Um, but, but it's also true that Jesus knows the future. Mm-hmm. Jesus knows the future. And um, she can be used if he wants her to stay, to pray without words. Um, it's going to take a long time, if ever, that she's going to be able to trust him. Um, but let the tell her to fall in love with Jesus. Be with Jesus. Tell her to fall in love with Jesus like no other time at all. Her heart is broken. The Lord can repair it. Um, And for her children, she's got to be so close to Jesus that they can see the power, the strength, the love of Christ sustaining their mom in spite of what their father is and has done. Um, With him saying he's going to keep the same pattern of life of course his wife is um suspicious and well she should be because he's just staying in the same kind of behavior um and when he's saying just get over it you know she can honestly say i don't know if ever i will because you seem to be repeating the same kind of of behavior but i'm going to fall in love with jesus and if he tells me to stay i'll stay but if he says I can leave because you seem to be unwilling to live with me in peace. Um, then the Lord will do what he's going to do. You know, Paul, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, in a case like this, and we've had it both ways, um, we're free. We're free to stay, um, but we're also free to go. Um, this is a sin that violates the marriage covenant. And if, um, um, because I said earlier, the Lord knows the future, uh, he's going to answer your question based on what he knows. Lord, do you want me to stay with this man? If he does, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. We get a chance to die to ourselves to glorify Christ, but we also get a chance to build something, to reconcile and build something better than it ever was. But if he tells you, um, no, it's okay to go, 
and the Lord will be clear with you. If you're mm-hmm. in your Bibles, mm-hmm. the Lord will be clear with you. And and if if he tells you that you're free to go, do it without guilt. If the unbeliever leaves, let him leave, the Bible says. Yeah. And I think sometimes we feel guilty because, well, I want the family to stay together. Um, but, but God knows his heart and God knows um, what choices he's going to make. Uh, Tanya, as you know, and you've probably explained to your friend that Paula prayed for me for 13 years, God told her to stay. Uh, but he told her to stay, not because I was a prize, for sure, but but it was because he knew what I was going to do. And um, uh, if I had continued to live the way I was living and be just Ron the jerk, um, he, he would have told her, no, it's okay to go. So these are the things that you have to deal with. And uh, Paula's counsel to your friend regarding um, leaning so closely on Jesus, being with him, uh, is the only source of strength that's going to sustain her through the pain that this man seems to, to, to be committed to inflicting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one more call, so I'll, I'll, I'll end this with this. With, with This is Ron, the pastor, speaking. If that man was in my office... I'd tell him to repent and get saved. Um, I wouldn't mince words at all. Uh, I would suggest that, that if, if your friend belongs to a church, that, that uh, she and her husband go for counseling at that church um, and do it quickly. Uh, and if he's unwilling to do that, that's going to betray the condition of his heart. Um, but he needs to repent. He needs Jesus. And if he claims to have Jesus, my question would be to him, well, how could I tell based on the choices you're making, the way you're acting? Yeah. Look at the pain in your wife's life. Mm-hmm. It, it, look at the pain uh, in her face. You caused that. Yeah. And you promised Jesus when you married her that you wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So it's now your job to change that face mm-hmm. of pain mm-hmm. into a face of joy. Jesus, it was worth it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that requires that we own the consequences of our own sin. Yeah, amen. Okay, I don't want to add anything else. Okay. 340-9585. Let's go to Harold calling on line two. Harold, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Uh, hi, Paula. Uh, hi, Harold. Pastor, hi, how you doing? Yeah, uh, I was listening to the program, and uh, not quite on the same topic, but you might be surprised, you know, that me and my wife, I didn't want to mention her first in this case, you know, but uh, we were at our end about uh, it was a few years ago, about two, about two or three years ago, and we couldn't. This is after forty some years. We we both were not couldn't get anything done right. She wanted to do everything, and I was going along with doing everything, having little dinners, and I would uh, please, 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 please. We each of us, we I don't even think we were in a period where we didn't know what we were doing. And, you know, and she didn't know what she was doing, I don't think, and she wouldn't, you know, she just didn't recognize what until this time put on us. And finally she told me one morning, you know what, I've had it, what do you want? This is two years ago when I thought, I didn't answer. I'm not going to answer a question like that in, in, a, in a anger. So on the way to work, I called her and I said, Dan, I thought about it. You know what I want? She goes, what do you want? And I, I'm, I'm just trying to get, you know, let's make the point. I said, uh, I want peace. That's all I want. And she said, can we have one more dinner with these people? And then we'll let it rest. And I swear to God, that's all I asked for. And it happened. But anyway, I just want to <laughs> let you know, I mean, sometimes you can't, you can't name something. You know, you can't, it's not about the stuff. It's not about the years. It's just peace once in a while. Yep. So I'll catch up with y'all later. Thank you, Harold. Appreciate the call. <laughs> right, Thank you know, you. I think whether it's it's big situations, uh, crises like infidelity, or just the constant underlying turmoil in so many marriages, uh, we serve a powerful God who promised us peace that passes understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that peace is only available when we die to ourselves. That's it. And and it happened. Harold said. Um, but but it only happens uh, when when people who claim to be Christians start acting like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in any home, if there's uh, it's Tanya's friend uh, or or Harold's home or any other home, mm-hmm. um, if God's got people there, the people that belong to God, He's counting on them to start acting like they do, yeah. and He will work through the obedient one uh, to win the heart of the the disobedient mm-hmm. one. Yeah. 
hang in there if he tells you to stay and don't do guilt if he tells you to go. Paula, we're about two and a half minutes. Well, I was going to talk about, you know, our pastor's wives retreat the the following four who shared, but we'll wait for that for probably two more weeks because when we come back next Thursday, I'll probably still be talking about Joy Jesus. <laughs> you know, all the things that happened and, and, and hopefully not. Maybe if the last person who needs to get saved gets saved at the park, we're out of here. So any of you out in the audience who aren't saved, <laughs> you better get saved right away because Saturday might be it for us. So anyway, I'm not naming any dates or anything, but it could happen. <laughs> it could very well happen. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, uh, God bless you guys. And no, again, we're praying. This is our oh, yeah. oh, I still have two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the coolest thing is? At Joy of Jesus, already, God already knows the hearts that are prepared to receive you know, him. And as Pastor Juan, after the concert and, and him giving a message both in English and Spanish, which is always so precious, you know, he's our tall brown son, one of many. Um, he already knows the hearts that are prepared. Like when, when Jesus would go through the town, he would say, Zacchaeus, little Zacchaeus, come out of the tree, you know. I'm, I must needs come to your house today, as you say. And then um, like the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, I'm reading here, and who is he talking about? And so there's going to be people at the park answering questions about, what's this guy talking about? Who's this Jesus, and what can he do for me? You know, and then uh, I think about Saul. You know, Saul, Saul, it's hard to kick against the goes, isn't it? You know, there's people out there who will say that they're Christians. They know a lot about the Bible, but then you look at their lives, or you hear how they talk and see how they treat other people, and it's like, you haven't been touched by Jesus because you would be different. And so there's going to be those those hearts. There's some of those hearts out there already prepared, just waiting for um, some of us to come and talk with them. And I'm excited. So We'd love to see you on Saturday, October the 28th, 11 o'clock to 3 o'clock, Travis Park in downtown San Antonio. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for the phone call, saying the questions. May the Lord bless you and keep you. You've been listening to the Word to Stand Up for Life, Lord willing. I'll be back on this microphone tomorrow at 4 o'clock to take your phone calls and answer your questions. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.